My name is Tim Barkholtz. I work for ExxonMobil, and I'm working on technology for CO2 capture. At ExxonMobil, we're working on a range of solutions, including a new way to capture carbon at natural gas power plants. Learn more at energyfactor.com. This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go again. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. With me today, from DailyThunder.com, Matt Craig. Matt, what's up? What's up, Andrew? Glad to be back. Uh, so we get to talk about Kevin Durant again, because he's he's having this, this never-ending journey of being unlikable, yet requiring everyone to like him for his own self-esteem. Uh, and it's getting real weird. I don't, I don't really know where we're headed with all this because I think he does have secret Twitter accounts, but then admitted mm-hmm. and said that he didn't have secret Twitter accounts, and he's saying that he knew that he was talking from his own Twitter account, but speaking in the third person, mm-hmm. uh, and then like barely, apo- he didn't apologize to Billy Donovan. He said he was sorry that they had to see that, basically, <laughs> which is like okay. Yep. Yeah, for a man, for a man that makes like what fifty, sixty million dollars a year, probably a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, he's remarkably insecure. Oh, it is incredible! It's incredible to see. this is like I have a psych degree, I have an undergrad psych degree, and it's like oh my goodness, like let's <laughs> let's figure some things out about Kevin because he's, I mean he's kind of losing it here. Like this is where he should be on top of the world. He won a championship, Finals MVP. He's on the team that he supposedly wanted to be on. Uh, but then there's like these quotes that come out. Like Chris Mannix had this quote in an article um, where basically the internet has is having this big backlash of him for leaving OKC and going to the Warriors and everybody sending him snake emojis, which I guess is really harmful to his ego, which is really weird. Um, <clears throat> but he said uh, that his he called his agent and said, why the bleep did you let me do this to my life? Um, not long after his decision when he was in yep. China. And it's like, what? I I think the biggest thing that separates, because people talk about LeBron James as being a guy that also cares way too much about what people say about him and think mm-hmm. about him. But think about after LeBron won the championship in Cleveland, even that first championship in Miami where he went and went and won the Olympic medal, he was a guy that was, you know, celebrating and taking it all in. I mean, one of the quotes from Kevin Durant was, I hadn't, I haven't slept in two days, two nights. I haven't ate. <laughs> I mean, that does not sound like a guy that should be on top of the world. Right. Uh, right. I think the difference between him and uh, LeBron James is really just the insecurity about uh, who they are. LeBron knows that people hate him, but it also seems like he knows he's great, you know, mm-hmm. and he's able to kind of like separate himself. But um, I actually, I have some, uh, I have some deep dive uh, social media reporting yes. um, on Mr. Cole Cashwell because 
what a what a week for him. Uh, <laughs> for it was real. actually his 16th birthday that he tweeted on the day that he tweeted this at um, no. at Kevin Durant. And I just want to I just want to <laughs> clarify for the people. He's a 16-year-old kid with 185 Twitter followers and this tweet to Kevin Durant Kevin Durant with 16 million plus Twitter followers was not a reply to one of Kevin Durant's tweets. It was just, he was just firing it out there. And in fact, upon further research, uh, Mr. Cole Cashwell, he hadn't tweeted in 10 days. The first tweet of that day, his 16th birthday was at real Donald Trump, 1v1 me on the court. (laughs) Cole Cashwell is maybe the greatest American ever. And then the second tweet of the day was the one to Kevin Durant, which uh, at this point everyone wow. knows. But, man, I respect the hell out of you. But give me one legitimate reason for leaving OKC other than getting a championship. And, in fact, later that day he tweeted at Joe Flacco, hey, if you could give me a birthday shout-out, that would be so lit. So this is the type of guy that Kevin Durant feels the need to come back at. Uh, we're talking about an NBA MVP, a finals MVP, reigning champ. Uh, needs to come back at Cole Cashwell. And then and one more thing on the social media. Um, I thought this was just an interesting litmus test of uh, media in 2017. So he takes screenshots of these tweets from Kevin Durant, uh, and he sends them out to – he just tweets them out to news accounts saying, you guys should pick this up because he's obviously trying to get Twitter famous. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing that's interesting. The order in which – these are the, the order in which he sent the, the, the screenshots out. First choice, world star – Second choice, Complex. Third choice, Slam Magazine. Fourth choice, Hoops High. Fifth choice, Russell Westbrook. At, at Russell West. So, um, oh, media for you. Oh, this is amazing. I'd like to thank Anchor Down for sponsoring today's show. At Anchor Down, you can get craft drinks and gourmet corn dogs, and everything is just super quality here. Uh, one of the big things is that they're open late. So if you are downtown or if you have a night out on the weekend and you're looking for some place to eat or get a drink, uh, go to Anchor Down. They're on 2nd Street in Deep Deuce in downtown Oklahoma City. They're in these massive red shipping containers. You can't miss them. It's a really cool place. Uh, so you need to go check them out. Uh, if you've never been and you listen to our show and you would like to come to one of our live shows, October 5th, we're going to do a live podcast at 7 o'clock. Feel free to come around 6. Uh, it's going to be at Anchor Down, so you're going to have a chance to try their craft drinks. You're going to have a chance to try their gourmet corn dogs, and you'll get a chance to try the delicious chicken cob salad that I just love. Uh, I'll be eating it that night. Uh, you should probably too. Uh, make sure that you grab a beer. We're going to have uh, some specialty glasses that have the new Down to Dunk logo that we have on our t-shirts. Um, so please come. You'll get one of those glasses. Uh, it'll be a really great time. Russ Young, Fred Katz will be there. Uh, breaking down the Thunder season will be our season preview podcast. Uh, so come. Uh, you can hang out with us. Grab a beer at Anchor Down. Um, but you should also go check out Anchor Down any day of the week. It's a great restaurant. It's a great bar. Um, go check out Anchor Down today. It's like Russ today is like going on Ellen and they're going to talk about like his child, and his crazy outfits. Like Russ is just out there living his best life. Like who, who would have thought that this summer, or I guess it's not even summer, it's September 20th. That Kevin Durant which is going to be in like sham, like media shambles heading into the season, and Russell Westbrook 
has a lot more going on in his life uh, as is just completely silent or just dancing on camera uh, is just doing whatever he wants, which is just great. Uh, Could the Thunder look any better uh, at the moment? I mean, just from a PR perspective, yeah. uh, they're doing great. Even like Serge Ibaka tweeting last night, the wow, you know, if you are choosing to see that as uh, defending the Thunder and then what Ennis Canner tweeted, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Thunder are coming out of this thing smelling like roses. So, yeah. Uh, and and Kevin Durant on the other hand is just not doing too well. So no, I mean he's just showing that his insecurities and his. I mean he just really wants people to like him, and he looks at everything, which is interesting in light of all these things happening. Because you know he's sitting at home and he's reading these articles. Like he probably read that Chris Mannix article, and the title of it is "What is Kevin Durant doing." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like you know, he's looking at all this stuff. Like he just can't help himself, and he's so thin-skinned that I, I mean, it's I, I don't. I mean, I assume that he's going to be able to put all this past him, move on, and play basketball. Um, but the kind of spotlight that he has put on himself moving forward, it's going to be really interesting to see how he handles it mentally. Yeah, I mean, if we if we want to touch the content of the tweets at all, which isn't even like the fifth most interesting part of the fact that he chose to do this. Right. Um, but if we, if we do want to touch on that, I can't believe that Billy Donovan was the first thing that he said. Yeah. Uh, he didn't like the, first of all, he didn't like the organization, the organization that he came in as an 18 year old treated him, you know, like royalty, you know, and they made conference finals and finals and he was worshipped all across the state mm-hmm. I mean I don't know what else the organization could have done right. um, if we want to just yeah touch on the content and playing for Billy Donovan I mean I mean Billy Donovan's not Greg Popovich but even Scott Brooks to Billy Donovan, I thought, and most Thunder fans think that that was an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe that he was named the roster thing. I mean, if he's talking about this year's roster, that was pretty much only because of Kevin Durant leaving that the organization was sent spinning and didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys actually talked about that on the the Dream Team podcast yesterday. There's a little plug for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, about the roster that the team maybe could have had had Kevin Durant stuck around. So uh, even. I didn't even like his arguments. If we're going to believe, and I'm not even 100% sure that he wasn't taking the fall for something or somebody else or burner accounts, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not even 100% sure if I want to believe that those that was actually Kevin Durant because he's never talked about himself in the third person like that before. Mm-hmm. But even if that was him, I those cannot be the reasons. I mean, I guess they can be, but that, they wouldn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, you'd think that something would have leaked, like about Billy and he, or something like that. Like, it just, you're right, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think the thing that makes the most sense is that he was supposed to be on a burner account, and he was trying to type things that a Kevin Durant defender would say to yeah. Cole Cashwell. But then... I, I feel like I Kevin know. Durant knows enough about the media to know... That this is what people have wanted to know for over a year. Yeah. That if it wasn't a burner account, he would be smarter about releasing this information about mm-hmm. why he left <laughs> than just, I'm giving it up in a tweet to Mr. Cole Cashwell <laughs> for a birthday present. Yeah. And, and this is what everyone wants to know. Why did you do it? Why did you leave or whatever? So um, I, I don't know that I'm buying it, that it was just him being real. 
I I, I think I agree it's a good you. way to play it from his BR squad, but if there was a good way to play it, because even this isn't really working for him. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he was playing a character whenever he was typing this out and didn't realize the implications. I mean, he, he has like a easy, legitimate argument for why he left OKC, and he could just throw Sam Presti under the bus and say, you know what? James Harden's one of my best friends in the league. He traded him. He became a superstar. Steven Adams is great, but we could have had, we really could have had something. I'll I'll do you one better. How's this for a response? Why did you leave other than chasing a championship? Response. Well, that's actually the, that's actually it. That's right. <laughs> that's actually the most important thing uh, as a basketball player. So mm-hmm. I left to win a championship, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. that is the easiest response. So. Yeah, yeah. And if he, yeah, if he wants to, I mean, if he wanted to throw somebody under the bus, I mean, he could have done that. Or you're right. Like, I left because this was a guaranteed championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I mean, it's the most unfair advantage that maybe any team has ever had in NBA history. And he knew it. And you know what? That's It's fine that he made that decision. But everything that he's done this summer, like, it, it's just been so odd. Um, it is odd. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I question the, the mental stability of, of a Kevin Durant um, with all these things that are coming out. Um I'm not a philosophy major, so I'm not going to uh, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. But if he tweets back, no, I actually just wanted to win a championship. I know that we're not talking about that today, and I know oh, that's yeah. not making headlines yeah. and everything like that. So it's right. a strange, strange choice by, by him. Right, and he didn't say like I didn't mean those things. I shouldn't. I he said he was an idiot for saying them, which is true. But he didn't say I I thought Billy's a good coach, you know, that my team was good. We were up 3-1 against the the team that I decided to join. Like, you know, he just said that he's sorry that he hurt them. Um, which is, I mean, I don't know. what do you think about, I think this was actually one of our Twitter questions we might be getting to later, but what do you think about, does this add any fuel to the fire as if there needed to be more of a Thunder Warriors rivalry? A hundred percent because now like he publicly said and admitted to saying that he couldn't have won a championship with basically everybody on the squad, but Russ. And it's interesting one that he kind of like backhandedly complimented Russell Westbrook, uh, but then let everybody else know that he didn't think that they were any good. And so yeah, I mean, I mean it does, and it's to- and you're right. It's totally unnecessary. And what sucks for the Thunder is that somehow the Warriors are going to use this as fuel for themselves, which is yeah. just like the most annoying thing about them. And maybe it's a good it's a good thing if you're a Warriors fan because they use everything as fuel for themselves. Yeah. Uh, but they'll they will, and it's I mean, I thought, so annoying. So one of the things that the up the Thunder guys uh, tweeted out about like can't wait for the burner account nike kevin durant tends to come out you know it's like yeah. I, that's just so true yes. <laughs> the warriors will somehow try to make fun of this and make light of it um and things like that I, one more question and i actually have the twitter account now so i can give him credit yeah um moriart logan was uh replied to your tweet asking for questions uh, and one of them said uh, is katie tweeting himself out of the possibility of ever receiving a warm welcome back to Oklahoma city. I I do think that's an interesting question because, um, my response before this incident would have, and has always been, yeah, when he, 
when he's winding down his career and all this is, you know, several years behind us and we can appreciate it, you know, that, that, that line of thinking has always been what I've said. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this might change things because as, as opposed to just saying this is, was no longer the best situation for me, which hurt enough for mm-hmm. Oklahoma City fans, now he's just like discrediting I didn't like the organization. Yeah. For for him to say that, I don't that may that may change things um even when it comes to like his retirement time. I think it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I I think that he is digging himself a hole with with the fans and with the organization and with everybody. And you know, I mean, I think you can maybe look at Toronto with Vince Carter or something like that. Um, cause he left on bad terms and eventually they were able to honor him and stuff like that. And I think the Thunder will eventually honor Durant, but I don't know that he'll ever really receive a warm welcome, especially from this generation of people. Maybe as like Thunder, as like our generation of Thunder fans kind of age a little bit and maybe a new generation comes in that are like just Westbrook fans or whatever, maybe it won't be quite as bad and they can be like, Oh, like we used to have Kevin Durant. But like, if you're, if you're in this, like, no way, like why, why in the world would, would we give this man an applause at this point? Um, just because he, he does continue to pick at this wound that we have. And it's just, it's just like, why, like, why like, let's, what? we're trying to move on. Like we, we've got Paul George, we've got this great team. Like, why, why do you have to do this? And he and says, yeah, that, we're, we're still talking about this for 15 minutes. Yeah. I know we're going to, I mean, this is, and I promise you, this will not be the last time that we have a Kevin Durant said something stupid on the internet about the thunder or about Westbrook or about Ennis Canner or whoever, like he's going to, like, it's going to happen again uh, because for some reason he has to play victim and he yeah. wants people to, he wants people to like him. And through this, like, I feel like the, I haven't slept in two days. I haven't eaten two days. It's like playing victim against like, no, like you, you can stop. Like you can't try to make people feel sorry for you in this moment of you being a huge idiot. Like, please. Yeah, I, I think the thing that really bothers me is I'll talk to my friends that are NBA fans, but not necessarily Thunder fans. Now that I don't live in Oklahoma, those people don't exist in the state of Oklahoma. Um, But I'll talk to these NBA people and they'll try and give me the whole line of, you know, it was his choice. He has the power to do it. Um, And all those things are true and were highlighted, you know, by the Isaiah Thomas situation. And Mm -hmm. that's been beat to death by a lot of like national NBA writers. Mm -hmm. But my argument has always been, I am not hurt by him leaving nearly as much. I mean, it sucks that we lost Kevin Durant, but like the way that he's handled the situation is why I don't like him. Mm -hmm. You know, it it is not, I get the, the player's rights thing and you know, he had the right to do whatever he wanted to do. There was a graceful way to do this that would have changed the discourse of thunder, you know, in the past year. And the reason why I, and a lot of thunder fans still hold some bitterness toward Kevin Durant is not that he left, it's that how he's talked about his time in Oklahoma City and how he's talked about the Thunder organization that did a lot for him. I mean, the other thing you have to realize is like the Thunder PR that was Fort Knox and people don't like uh, did kind of protect him somewhat mm-hmm. from him getting in this kind of hot water when he was in OKC. So it's not like the Thunder didn't do anything for him. Um, and the way that he has treated us and I say us meaning like state of Oklahoma and the Thunder organization is why there's bitterness there. Yeah. And it's also 
I mean, I think it's just how he's handled everything from the time that he was with the Thunder and now after. And I think one of the reasons we were so hurt is because of the things that he said to the media at the time that he was with the Thunder. And everybody thought he was staying. I mean, find me somebody who thought that he was legitimately going to the Warriors in, you know, May of 2016. You know, like there's just not... There's no one there. And he said things like, I'm a small town kid. I love it here. I would love to get my jersey retired here. I want to be a Kobe, Tim Duncan, Dirk Davitsky type of dude. I'm one of those guys that would love to stick it out with one team my whole career. Like he's, he said those things. Like we didn't say like, these are the things that we want for him. He said those things. And that, I think those are the reasons why like everybody feels so frustrated with him Mm -hmm. is because you just, I don't think that you can trust the guy and that's okay. Like you don't have to be able to trust like your sports stars, but um, whenever they do say stuff like that, like be prepared for some backlash. Like that's going to happen. It really is a certain situation where you need the whole backstory. I mean, I remember I wrote an article for up the thunder, which is now daily thunder Mm -hmm. um, for the first time that he was going to play back against the thunder with the warriors. I wrote this piece called we hate him because we loved him. I mean, it really was a situation like it was, you're in middle school and it's your first crush and you know, it's like you have no reference for how this is supposed to go. So you just go hook, line and sinker, you know, you're all in. It, I mean, it was really like the Thunder organization came to Oklahoma. Oklahomans had never had stars, the caliber of Kevin Durant in the state. Yep. And then he's there and he's helping out after the more tornado. And he's just, you know, he's so much more than a basketball player in the state of Oklahoma and Oklahoma just worshiped him. And he was saying, like as you mentioned, all the right things to the point where it was like, yeah, he was a. I mean, he was a god in the state, and he was worshipped that way mm-hmm. uh, as more than a basketball player, as a member of the community and everything like that. And we loved him so much. That's why his line of reasoning about why do people care? People don't care about me as a person; they just care if I put the ball in the basket or whatever. That line. Um, no, we cared. We loved him yeah. so much. He was our first love. You know what I mean? Yes. He was our first crush, and then. Um, the way that he's just like discounted and mistreated, uh, the state is, it's sad to see, it's sad to see, but he is paying the price for it both internally and externally. So, mm-hmm. yep. Kevin, you're a big idiot. And now we're going to move on to the, uh, ESPN BPI rankings. It's the basketball power index. It's basically just a way that the, it's a algorithm that they've used that includes like the offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, um, and it's supposed to predict the future of what is going to happen with all 30 teams in the NBA. And so the Warriors are number one, clearly. Um, then Rockets are next, almost. So they're at a 9.4, the Warriors are. And then you have the Rockets number two as a 5.1. So that just that tells you yeah. how yeah, just much to, better they are. Just to clarify, that's points versus an average team. How many points they would be favored or have an advantage over an average team so yes. warriors 9.4 actually the average team statistically was the charlotte hornets which i thought was funny because oh, <laughs> we just see them as being mediocre but um <laughs> 9.4 points over an average team in second place 5.1 so yeah crazy yeah, yeah just stupid and then the thunder coming at fifth at 3.8 which is kind of crazy the same number as the cleveland cavaliers um <laughs> So what are your what are your thoughts? Is there anything that sticks out to you? Thoughts on the Thunder? Anything like that? Yeah, I actually I found like how it was broken down offensively and defensively, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought this was interesting. The Thunder actually had the third best defensive BPI in the NBA, okay. uh, two point one. Mm-hmm. So Warriors one, Spurs two, Thunder three, huh. and that is 
that is interesting because their offensive rating is tied for eighth um, with the Washington Wizards. And so this BPI would lead you to believe that the offense is what's struggling uh, and the defense is what's strong. And for me as a fan thinking about it, it's like, no, we have Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and now we have more shooting. We have Ennis Cantor, and yet somehow our defense uh, is rated stronger than our offense. I actually see that as a good sign. Yeah, and I, I think I do agree with that. I think the offense or the first unit defense is going to be maybe one of the best units in the NBA. Like, I just, I don't think that guys are going to be able to score on them with, uh, I mean, you have like superstar defenders and Andre Robertson um, and Steven Adams, and then you've got um, everybody else on that unit is, is good except for Russ. So, um, so it's, I, I think I agree with that. And then you have, the offense you're right like if you look at the bench like the the offense shouldn't struggle like it did last year with this bench one because they're going to stagger lineups and then two you actually have a guy in ray felton that's going to be able to handle the ball you have alex abrinas with another year under his belt uh you have uh, jeremy grant who's developing and then you have this offensive juggernaut in himself and in a scanner who's maybe in the best shape of his career so uh i think it's they're they're interesting i i think one of my beefs with the BPI is that I just, I'm not sure that I believe that the Celtics should be that high. Um, they have them 4.9 to the Cavs 3.8. So yeah. <laughs> that's considerably higher than the Cavs. I don't, but see the Cavs, the Cavs here, their offensive split is 4.1, which is the second best in the league mm-hmm. and defensively negative 0.3. Huh. So they have way down defensively, which makes sense because they're an older team. Uh, you know, and they don't have a lot of like marquee defenders, but that's where they're really dinging them. Uh, and I think to a certain extent, LeBron James just makes up for a lot of that. <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. quantify that really statistically. No, and I'm trying to remember where the Cavs were last season in defensive efficiency. They were 21st in defensive rating, so that does make sense to to rate them there. But um, adding Jay Crowder will help quite a bit. Um, and maybe, maybe LeBron cares. I also think that that matters. <laughs> like if LeBron cares about this regular season and he's like, well, I want to establish myself as the best player in the NBA, uh, and win an MVP. Like, I think Durant's doing enough to hurt his image, uh, that maybe LeBron can benefit from that. And if he will go all out, not that I, I don't think that he will, but if he did, I think that, that would help their defensive rating, and I think that they would end up being a lot better than the Celtics. I don't know. The Celtics have, are relying on so many young guys, and that's where it's like I just young guys just don't win when you have to play these young guys. Like they struggle uh, to defend at an NBA level, and they struggle uh, even offensively. And so that's where I'm like, I don't know. Like everybody thinks Jalen Brown is like the next superstar, but I see him as a second year player that wasn't all that great in his rookie year. Uh, they're going to have to play Jason Tatum. They're going to have to play all these young guys. Uh, I don't know. Vets, vets win in the regular season, and I, I don't. I think that the Celtics are better equipped in the playoffs, just because they do have those closers. But regular season, I feel like there's going to be some growing pains with them. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that rookies in the NBA just don't have that kind of impact. <laughs> so every time I hear like the. Jason Tatum is a difference maker because he can get buckets in, in at the end of games. It's like when has a, fr- a rookie, you know, been able to get buckets into NBA playoff games? It right. just doesn't 
just doesn't happen. Jalen Brown is a really good all-around player, great defender, high potential, and he's not that guy in year two. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it really comes back to Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, you know, whether they're going to be those type of guys. But at the same time, like, regular season-wise, I do think they'll be the number one seed. Uh, I don't – I mean – LeBron James, people had, there was that narrative last year as well that, oh, LeBron James cares, he wants to win another MVP. Uh, and look at, you know, the way they played the regular season last year, just haphazardly and almost like they didn't care. I mean, I think LeBron is going to have that same mentality of do what you need to do to get ready for a playoff run again. Um, so I, as far as regular season, uh, the Celtics are a bit deeper. I, I don't know. I, I see them more prepared to win more games. And the other thing you have to remember is like, on this BPI chart, five of the top seven teams are in the Western Conference. Um, right. You know, it's still they're still playing a lot of games against really bad teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the Chicago Bulls are a minus seven point two, <laughs> and right behind them are the Hawks at minus five point eight and the Nets at minus four point eight. All mm-hmm. three in the Eastern Conference. So yep. the Celtics are going to win ball games. Um, it'll it'll all come back to what could be a really exciting. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't see too much drama. I think it's all talk, you know, yeah. uh, and it'll be those two at the Eastern Conference Finals again. Yeah, no, I I agree with that as well. Um, what do you think about the Thunder's number? Yeah, I mean, it looks like Warriors are in a tier, then there's three teams in a tier, Rockets, Spurs, uh, Celtics, and then the, the Thunder are in the tier behind that. I mean, I'm, I'm worried in that that marks us as the fourth seed, yeah. Uh, in in the West, which would put a second round versus Warriors, and with the ultimatum of like you better make the conference finals <laughs> if you want to have a shot at Paul George thing, uh, I would love to slide up to that three seed. I think that that getting to the three seed or two seed, I think two seed's not out of reach. It, it'll take a really good season, but it's not out of reach. Getting to the two or three seed is like as important as you know the playoffs this year because no one's getting past the Warriors you know, it, barring injury and making it to the conference finals is almost a mandate this season. Um, especially, I mean, we haven't talked about it yet. Russ hasn't signed that extension. I would right. feel a lot better if we, you know, took the Warriors to six games in the conference finals, um, than losing in the second round in six games or five games or whatever to the Warriors. So yeah, getting to that three C is really important. Yeah. <laughs> so I am worried about that. However, putting us even with the Cavs at fifth in the league is pretty good. Yeah, no, it is good. Uh, And I wonder, I just wonder about the Spurs. And I've been wondering about them all preseason. And I I don't know. I I just don't think that the the Thunder are worse than they are. And I know that the Spurs are always better than the roster looks. But at some point, that just doesn't have to be true, right? I mean, like Rudy Gay is a key contributor for them coming off an Achilles. Yeah, Uh, people don't know when he'll be ready. Right. I I don't know. Like, I just think that the Thunder have a legitimate chance uh, to be better than the San Antonio Spurs yeah. this yeah. season. Uh, Paul Gasol is 37. <laughs> I just want to say that. He's, he's their only center, too. He's their only yeah. big man and on a team that likes to play big. Hey, they have Joffrey Laverne, so I, I won't hear that. I won't hear that slander. But <laughs> The European Matt Bonner, it's going to be amazing. Um, man, I don't know. I And I've, I've doubted the Spurs forever. And I'm going to look like an idiot again. Um, but eventually I'll be right. <laughs> right. Into my old I mean, age, I, I'll be right. 
I do like Derek White a lot. I thought that was a yeah. guy the Thunder should have drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Brandon Paul in Orlando. I got the chance to see that kid from Illinois. He wasn't even the best player on his college team, uh, but he lit it up in Orlando and got that contract with the Spurs. I mean, I like some of the young guys you know, that they have. Obviously, I'm a big Kyle Anderson fan, but he's slow-mo, and people knock on him. I like Jaron Blossom game out of, out of Clemson in college as well, but they'll be rookies too. I mean, mm-hmm. they just have a lot of question marks around Kawhi Leonard, who people know is going to be great. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not doubting them. I still think if it is 2-3 uh, Spurs-Rockets that the Spurs will win. I just think this, the Spurs are like Rockets kryptonite. The way yeah. that they play and everything, I don't think the Rockets can beat the Spurs. So <laughs> I, I'm not doubting them. But I've always been a Spurs defender, so what do I know? Yeah, it'll be – I think that – us, if we can just all pretend that the Warriors don't exist, the West will be really interesting this year. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, let's uh, let's do some Twitter questions. Uh, this is from at Trey Witzel. So, which new piece of Thunder gear are you most excited about? Russ's encore shoe, the Nike warm up jackets, or the new black Nike jersey? Mm. Uh, I I'm going to go with the Russ encore shoe. Okay. Make your only case. because only because Russell Westbrook is the type of star that has deserved to have a shoe. Yeah, um, and it's with Jordan, which we haven't seen a Jordan signature shoe, in, you know, in a long time. There's the CP3 ones, but I don't know if that I really count those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I and with Russ's like flair for fashion, I think the shoes could be exciting. Uh, I know how much people in the basketball world care about shoes. I'm not. I don't really like the warmups. You know, with the hoodies, I get what yeah. they're going for. Of like the hey, on social media, people seem to love hoodie mellow. You know, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the kids love their darn hoodies. Um, so, but, but come on, I mean that's just ridiculous. And and the the new jerseys that are not black, yeah, uh, would have been sweet if they were black. But I, they're cool. I like the sunsets better. But uh, I'm not super hyped by the jerseys. They're just jerseys. So I'm going with the shoes. I'm going with the jerseys, man. I like uh, them a lot. I think it's the coolest thing the Thunder have done so far. They added some flair to to the jersey on the back. Um, I think they're super fun. I think they actually did something right. Um, they started with the Doritos logo, and things have not been good since then. But <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of this jersey. I love the simplified OKC. Uh, I think they look great. And, uh, and to be honest, I'm a fan of the hoodies. I like the hoodies. I want oh, hoodie man. mellow. I want hoodie everyone. Other than like uh, mellow and J.R. Smith, I mean, <laughs> could you imagine like Nick Collison wearing that hoodie? I mean, it just oh, that only wait. works with a certain type of guy. And <laughs> I just true. like Doug McDermott and Nick Collison and those type of guys. It's just like I don't, I don't know. And I'm not just trying to point at the white guys. I mean, there's I think like, you Steph are, and that's Curry. okay. <laughs> Steph Curry is another guy that I don't think can pull it off. Um, so I don't know. I I think the hoodie mellow is just so perfect because it's just it just amplifies his tunnel vision to only get buckets. And it's just so <laughs> perfect. True. It's so perfect. Um and JR too. Like just give those guys hoodies. Let them let them play in them. Let, let them play a preseason game in these hoodies and just let these guys get buckets. Um but I like it. I think Nike's doing good stuff um with yeah, with the jerseys I, and for the league perfect. and everything. So uh, let's go to our next Twitter question. Uh, let's see. There's lots of KD stuff. People talking about <laughs> he has the thinnest skin of any pro athlete. 
Uh, this, that's from Robbie Bennett. He, I think he does. Um, there's just so much KD stuff that we've already touched on. Okay, uh, Splash Myers asks if we are worried about Russ's contract situation. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like months ago. I, I think obviously this is like the most important thing uh, since the last important thing, which was the Kevin Durant, you know, resigning. But um, yeah, this is more. I mean, this is, getting him to resign is more important than how this season goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for like the organization and the team and the fans of Oklahoma, like having Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma playing basketball for the next five years is more important than keeping Paul George. It's more important than uh, the other thing that's less important than is if we won a championship and then everyone left, you know, that would probably even out. But um, having Russell Westbrook stay is more important than how the Thunder do this season. I firmly believe that. So yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried, but <laughs> At the same time, like, it, it, as insecure and whatever as Kevin Durant is, like, no man is more secure in his own skin, it seems like, than Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one is going to rush him. No one's going to report on him. That's already been shown. Um, I, I mean, I kind of think that he likes this, like, everyone's waiting on me thing. Yeah. <laughs> but right. uh, at the same time, like, there's a deadline for, for this extension and then it's you have to wait till the end of the season and that deadline is fast approaching and even if like it's the wrong thing to say there will be a ton of trade him trade him buzz if he doesn't if he if the, the extension deadline passes and we don't sign him um, no matter what you think the buzz will be out there for mm-hmm. trade Russ trade PG we can't have we can't be abandoned again and I see that logic I disagree but I see that logic and that buzz is just going to be unbearable. So, yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. There's going to be think pieces on should the Thunder just go ahead and blow it up preemptively and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know. Everything that I have heard from people is that he, that Russ wants to stay here. And so whether that be signing this massive extension, whether that be waiting and signing like a one plus one or he wants to get a no trade or whatever it is, uh, I would be pretty shocked if he basically went on this loyalty tour throughout the whole season, um, re-signed and you know, said that he, there's nowhere else he'd rather be, and then completely turned and like went to the Lakers. Like I, I would be pretty surprised by that. And I've been surprised in the past, um, but all indications are, and Russ, like you said, Russ is secure. He's got a small circle of people. Um, he's, he's, he's not like Kevin. Uh, personality wise, I, I think he does want to stay. I just think that he's, I mean, I think he's smartly keeping his options open if he doesn't sign this extension, um, just to see what the organization does. And I don't know, maybe contract year Russ and contract year Paul George isn't the worst thing in the world to have going into the playoffs because they will definitely want to go all out with this current squad. <laughs> Well, as if Russell Westbrook just wasn't going all out before. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Hey, man, we never know. Uh, Maybe he, goes, he, he might have another level. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I can't wait to see what the next <laughs> level Russell Westbrook is. That'll be something. <laughs> He's such, he is such a beast. My friend said that he was watching uh, those videos from New York. And oh, he, man. And he, saw, he said, I saw this big dude. He looked like a power forward. And he made this move to the rim and he just 
jammed it. And he turned around and I saw that's Russell Westbrook. Like he looks jacked. Yep. Um, He's and the jump shot looks a lot better for those that that follow those pickup videos. He doesn't have that pause at the forehead, um, that little hitch thing as mm-hmm. much. It, it's a little more smooth. He takes it like straight up in one motion. I yep. I think the jump shot looks better, which is crazy. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I agree. Everything looks more compact. Um, if you if you want to torment yourself a little bit, go watch the 2012 finals, um, like on YouTube or something, and watch the the way he shoots. Like he is out of control in the air when he's taking jump shots. Like I don't I don't know how he didn't shoot five percent from the field um, in the finals just because his body is so out of control. And then come and look at him even last season. Like he he has changed his game so much. It's it's really remarkable what he's been able to do. Um, as a guy that came into the league as basically everybody thought that he would be Tony Allen, like super Tony Allen. Um, but to be what he is today is just remarkable. Uh, Matt, you can follow you on Twitter at Mr. Matt Craig. What, what do you got going on? I know you got college basketball stuff going on. Tell us, tell us where we can find you and, um, and what you're doing. Yeah. So Mr. Matt Craig, that's my Twitter account. I'm working for the field house, which is the national college basketball, uh, portion of the athletic, uh, which is a premium sports journalism, uh, startup company. I know now, Andrew, you're in the business of getting people to pay for your content. So, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, how exciting and at the same time, like (laughs) nervous, uh, that makes all of us, uh, (laughs) because it's better and it's really hard to explain that to people. Um, that this model of like pay for good content versus having to fall prey to advertising is, mm-hmm. uh, is certainly better, but it's a challenge. So if you want the best college basketball content, and I, I do mean that sincerely, we have awesome college basketball writers and the stories on the back end that I've seen already coming in are awesome. So if you're a college basketball fan, head over to the athletic.com slash field um, and also you can follow at the athletic CBB. I'm the social media director for them. So, uh, that content on there, whether you like it or don't, I guess that's my fault. Um, and then I'll be writing a weekly column for daily thunder once the season gets a little bit closer. Uh, so you can follow at daily thunder at up the thunder daily That's enough plugs, I guess for now, uh, <laughs> until next time anyway. Yeah. And Matt's going to be along the ride with us this season with down to dunk as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Matt is great. Uh, really smart guy. Really glad to, to be able to have him on our show, um, on a weekly basis. So he'll be taking the Wednesday spot. He'll be taking, we'll be taking questions and stuff like that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at down to dunk. Uh, if you have, if you have time, if you have room for another podcast in your life, the dream team, the OKC dream team would love to have you, uh, subscribe on Patreon. It's $4 a month. It's just a cup of coffee or bring your lunch to work just one day a month. And you can pay for, uh, this podcast. We're going to bring you a lot of content. Um, it doesn't mean my, I'm keeping down to dunk people like, are you going to stop doing down to dunk? No, like a down to dunk is something that I'm very passionate about. I will continue to pour into, uh, but this is just another opportunity that came my way, uh, that I'm really excited about. So support both, uh, come to our live preseason pod. It's going to be at anchor down on October 5th. The podcast will be at seven. Feel free to come before grab some to eat. Uh, we'll love to hang out with you guys. Uh, Have a great day. We'll talk to you on Friday where we will have more outrageous thoughts and claims about Kevin Durant. So join us then. (laughs) 